0: Welcome Saida Jones to How to Build a Village. I'm so honored to welcome you because I've known you now for more than 10 years and I've always been so impressed by your athleticism. Saida is a track and field All-American, a University of Tennessee alum based in Atlanta, where she's from, who's worked as a fitness professional for more than 15 years, including training for the 2004 Olympic games. And Saida's has developed wellness programs for local governments and hosted a series of wellness retreats cultivating communities of health. So I thought you'd be such a great guest for the podcast, because I love talking about how people build communities. And I was so honored to work with you in Atlanta. So how would you say that you do go about building these healthy communities? And how has your own journey as an athlete helped you over the years?
1: Well, thank you. First of all, I want to thank you for allowing me to speak with you, Jill. I can't believe it's been 10 years, but you have always been one of my favorite people. So thank you for allowing me to speak with you today. You know, it's quite the story. But when I look back, I don't go through my (laughs) life, but at the University of Tennessee, I was team captain. And when I think about I was picked to be team captain at the University of Tennessee. Um, as an underclassman and so I think from an early age I've always pretty much aligned myself with a variety of people and I just really believe Mm. in diversity in groups and um, I think inherently I believe that in order to move forward and to reach your true level of success you need other people with you Mm. And, and so I've always thought that it was really important to build like a positive community and also be a part of any community that you're in. I think at the end of the day, we're here to make an impact Mm -hmm. and to serve. And it's hard to do that if you don't really get in and get to know people. You're not Mm -hmm. empathetic. You don't get to know what they're going through, who they are. And so from a very early age, I've always felt like I needed to build communities and really be a part of the communities that I was in. (laughs)
0: one of the most wonderful parts for me of lockdown one of the the guiding lights were your exercise sessions that got people from all over the country and world these wonderful people who I hadn't come across in other ways and it was just so nice and you knew everyone's backstory you know what everyone like you were saying everyone's struggle what they were going through and just such a positive wonderful healthy community during a during a challenging time that all of us were going through, how have, you, how have you found people and how have you gotten to know what they were going through and how have you worked with them to inspire positive change? Because you've got such an amazing list of clients, some of the most powerful female professionals in the US, um, former NFL and NBA athletes. How, how do you go about finding people and working with them?
1: You know, the easy answer is word of mouth. But really, I think the backstory to word of mouth or just being referred by someone who knows me or someone who knows someone who knows me is really putting myself out there. When I first moved to Atlanta, I didn't have the same community that I had in California. Mm -hmm. And in California, I really did a lot. I worked at UCSF, where I was uh, the physical activity director for a multi million dollar cancer and chronic disease prevention.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, study.
1: And so what we would do was go to different communities all around the Bay Area. I mean, we would go Palo Alto, San Francisco, Berkeley, Oakland, and we would pretty much spend four four, uh, months with people in these communities to try to get them to create some positive behavior and lifestyle changes. And after those four months, we actually followed the people in, in our research study for a year. For a year and sometimes two years after. So what that really did for me was teach me how to connect with people from all over who had different experiences, who really wanted to become healthy, who really wanted to create some positive lifestyle change, who really wanted to live a better life. So Mm -hmm. in, in short, that job really taught me how to see people in a different way. And it really taught me how to connect with people from all over. And after that, when I moved back to Atlanta, I didn't have that same community. But mm-hmm. there were, I made a, a really detailed and specific checklist about what it is mm-hmm. that I wanted mm-hmm. and what I didn't want when I moved to Atlanta. I was like, I will never work in a gym again. I will never, there were like some do's and don'ts mm-hmm. to my life once I moved back to Atlanta. And I knew I wanted to see st- Atlanta really was uh, not doing well in terms of obesity, chronic disease, mm. cancer, all of the things that I have been working so hard to help eliminate in the Bay Area. You know, Atlanta I felt like needed that same uh, support. So mm. I reached out to Piedmont Park
0: mm. and I asked if
1: I could put together a fitness program for residents, a quality fitness program for residents in Atlanta. And um, I told them exactly how I wanted to do it. And I'd already did it in uh, you know, in Oakland and mm. Berkeley and San Francisco, so they were fine with me doing it. And in doing that, I met a lot of people through Piedmont Park, right, the mm-hmm. park goers. And then whenever a, a nonprofit organization would have um, an auction, I would always mm. uh, volunteer uh, either a personal training session or a fitness class, or a consultation, and that is really how I ended up creating my community here. Because you know, I would um, the first time I, I did it at Piedmont Park, they have a park fundraiser every year, and I asked if I could volunteer fitness classes or either personal training. And the woman I never forget, Amanda Brown Olmstead, she had a PR firm in Atlanta. She bought my sessions, and she said, "I already know everything, but I want you to come." and training, you know, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at my house. So she was very, very well connected in Atlanta. And by meeting her, she really enjoyed how we worked together. And she started referring me to other people who then referred me to other people. And it just became a snowball effect. But I always kept my hands. So if I trained C-suite clients, I would train uh, C-suite clients, but I also like to work at Morningside, right? So, you know, our, both of our children mm. went to the same elementary school there. Mm. Also wanted to have an impact in that community. So I did mm. a lot of volunteering through the Sustainability Wellness Garden Committee at, at Morningside. Mm. And, um, and then even at my son's school and even in my neighborhood. And so I always felt like my ultimate goal was to serve and connect people. And so that's just kind of how I found people, really by putting myself out there, if that makes sense, you know, by mm. really... You know um finding sometimes being in uncomfortable situations or putting myself in places where i might not know anyone Mm. but really trying to find that you know some way to connect myself with someone and uh and and that's i think that's how people found me is that i ultimately put myself in the multiple of different communities and areas and around
0: different people that's such a great way of putting it putting yourself out there you know rather than waiting for things to happen and also Piedmont park is such a jewel isn't it i mean we just and it got so during our time living in atlanta got so much it was already great got so much better with it the pool getting redone it just they kept adding new features just such a joy to have that there it's great that you sought that out now can you talk a bit about your own journey as an athlete because you're also you're 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 living the life that you are helping other people to live you know you're practicing what you preach so how has your your role as an athlete changed over the years
1: um i started running track just you know, I always knew I was like the fast kid in the neighborhood, <laughs> and I was waiting for a high school track to start. And when it did, I was really I did really well in high school, ended up going to the University of Tennessee. And I think about this. I tell people that I went there, I often tell people I took a partial scholarship. And I, I look back on my life and I think that we make these decisions right every now and then we make these very pivotal decisions that kind of change the course of our life. Mm-hmm. when I when I left uh, high school in Atlanta, I have full scholarship offers from quite a few universities, but Tennessee offered me a partial scholarship. It was less than half scholarship. Mm. And I remember I said, you know what? If I put myself at a university of Tennessee where I'm around the best, I have these best resources. I believe that I can be just as good. And so I ended up taking a partial scholarship, less than 20, less than what 50% to Mm. go to university of Tennessee. And within a year, the next year, I was at almost a full scholarship in the last two years full scholarship and so i think i tell that story because i look back and see how it changed really the trajectory of probably my entire life there are plenty of friends that i had who were a lot faster than me coming out of high school but because they chose to go to a different place they had completely different lives than i did so anyway i just wanted to kind of insert that but at the university of tennessee after that i ended up going to Uh, qualified for the Olympic trials, Mm -hmm. ran in the Olympic trials um, in 2000, and then did not make the team, but decided to uh, train again for 04. And uh, I moved out to California with one of my closest friends who was training with a huge training group in California. Once you leave college, you find these training pods Mm -hmm. all over. And so California has a lot of them because of the weather. Texas and Florida has a lot of these training pods. So I ended up going to California to train. And after about a year or two in, um, I was having some Achilles pain in a year. And long story short, I tore my Achilles. Mm. And um, um, so just coming back from that was difficult. But I did come back from that. But there was a point where UCSF found me at a gym that I was working in. They first asked me to do some contracting work. And I was like, oh, I was working as a trainer Mm. to supplement my income. And at this time, I was still training for the Olympics. But they offered me a pretty nice job to work on this research study. And I had to make a clear decision then. Like, do I want to continue to run to come off of this Achilles injury train? Uh wasn't really running that well at the time or or do I want to take advantage of this opportunity. So I ended up, you know, working at UCSF because I know so many athletes don't get the the out. But you know, University of Tennessee really set me up in train, you know, working out and training at a at a college like that. It really allows you the opportunity to reach your full potential and I was able to do that at Tennessee and even a year or two after I left Tennessee it just really got to the point where you know I wanted to I had to make a decision about like next steps and you know I just after ter- after tearing my Achilles you know it was tough you know you get injured you get injured a lot in sports mm-hmm. and I remember after tearing my Achilles, I think after I had decided not to run anymore, or I was contemplating not running anymore, I woke up one morning and mm-hmm. I didn't have any pain or any soreness or any achiness anywhere. And I remember thinking, I called my best friend up and I said, do you remember the last time you hadn't felt anything? And we couldn't think, it had been almost 10, 15 years that we had ever woke, woke up and not felt a thing, like sore, soreness pain and injury and it really just hit home for me then like that's just the life of an athlete you know every day you wake up and you feel something a little bit it's you know you're either really sore so sore a little bit sore your knee hurts your foot hurts your arm you know there's just always something and so um you know it's a it's a tough life we enjoyed it but at that moment I, I understood that I had already started to think in a different way and want something different for, you know, the next phase of my life.
0: And have you found it fulfilling, the keeping uh, up your own th- athleticism, but also working as a, as a teacher and a, and a, a coach, that for, for fitness, but also the the wellness and community building piece.
1: Absolutely, I love people. <laughs> I've always been an extrovert, and I've always enjoyed helping people get better. And I think, you know, it started from me being a team captain, you know, the ultimate goal was to have a better team and help everybody on the team reach their full potential. So now I feel like I do the same thing just with my clients, right? It's really helping them reach their full potential, helping them to be the healthiest that they want to be or that they're achieving to be. And when my daughter started her school in sixth grade, I told myself whatever school she was going to go to, I was going to be the track coach. Because again, I wanted to kind of reach out and be a part of kind of the community um, where she was at school. And so coaching track the past three years have really been fulfilling in in another way, in a bigger way. It's easy to see like progress as an athlete, right? I can see these kids progress as athletes. In addition to my clients who, you know, increase, you know, their muscle mass, or you know, their numbers, when they go to the doctor and tell me that their, you know, cholesterol numbers down, or their heart, you know, they're, you know, they only have to take their, you know, blood pressure medication anymore. I get fulfilled the same way. I get fulfilled the same way, because uh, at the end of the day, you know, I really do believe that, you know, you you're here to pretty much help others, and so mm-hmm. it does fulfill me in the in the same way that that track did, if not if not even more, you know.
0: And it's uh, as you say, so much more sustainable, isn't it? You know, I mean, um,
1: yes. you can keep
0: doing that forever in a way that, you know, eventually this. The-
1: and I like that you mentioned things being sustainable. I think so much um, of life is, you know, really taking every three or four months and seeing, can you sustain what you're currently doing? Whether it's like, can I sustain like working in this way? Or am I able to sustain like eating in this way or what does not moving or moving in this way look like in the next, you know, five months or five years? And so I really challenge my clients to think of sustainability because we always think of it now in terms of like, you know, um, pollution or, you know, how we we really need the, that's, that's a big word that I drive home to my clients is really, how can you sustain or can you sustain the life that you're living? Or you know, you know how we're being. You know, even I look at like how how I parent. You know, and um, like is what's gonna what's parenting gonna look like in the next year or two? Like, Mm -hmm. children are changing, probably have Uh to change the way I parent a little bit. You know, (laughs) and so I I just go back to say, you know, I like that you you brought up what you can sustain. I knew Mm -hmm. that I would not run forever, and even now in training, I look and see how the trend has moved towards you know influencers and and I was like I don't know that I I know I can be a coach. Can I sustain training at this level putting a lot of content out? It's just something that I I'm not sure that I want to do. And so that's why I like coaching a little bit as well now because you can coach forever. I mean you see coaches that are you know 50, 60, 70 years old still making a difference. And um, you know I guess you know that's a question and I think something that every three or four months everybody should really ask themselves is what am I doing how am I living and can I sustain it you know
0: yeah that's a that's a great word and then speaking of your daughter I love you posted some pictures on Instagram lately of you and your daughter and she looks such like a mini me just not only in features but just in stance and athleticism I mean it's just so great that she's espoused your, training and wellness virtues. And well,
1: we'll see. I don't know that it's going to stick. Every now and then I'll bring her to, to a workout class that I go to or I'll try to run with her. And so I think about the same thing, like in another 5, 10, 15 years when I'm no longer around, I want her to know that she can, you know, go out. Like you can always run. You can always pick up and go to a workout class. You can always, like I'm trying to get her to incorporate some lifestyle changes that she will be able to still sustain when she's older as an adult and so all of those things are very intentional and i know a lot of you know they're very intentional about when i take her places to me or when i introduce her to certain things in terms of health and wellness it's you know we go and we're having fun and i'm like come to a yoga class with me and she might yeah okay i'll go but what i'm really trying to do is get her to see other adults like this is what life looks like and this is something that you can always do when you get older you can do it now your mom's doing it all these other people in here are doing it so i always try to find a way to kind of create a healthy space in your world, no matter what your world
0: is. Oh, that's such a great way of putting it, creating a healthy space. And would you say now that Atlanta feels like home and obviously you grew up there, but you know, as you said, you went away and you came back. And would you say now that this is your, your place?
1: I think so. You know, Jill, I'll never forget. You said this. <laughs> I'll never forget this. And I was like, she hit the nail on the head. It might've been when you were about to leave, but it's interesting how certain things stick. You were saying how um Atlanta's nice, but it's just it's you you almost don't ever feel like you have roots planted or it's easy mm. to not feel like you have those roots planted in Atlanta. And we were debating, we're like maybe because we have so many people that come from other places, right? you know, very rarely you do you meet someone in Atlanta that's actually from Atlanta. Mm. And so whereas I think certain cities have a specific, very specific climate or culture, I think Atlanta's kind of like a little bit of everything. Mm. I don't know. I think about that and it's hard for me. I really love Atlanta. I love my house. I love my neighborhood. I love the the lifestyle it provides. On the flip side, moving from a place like California, it's hard for me sometimes to kind of reconcile everything else that happens in Georgia, not necessarily just Atlanta. Mm. And so... Policy, you know, it wasn't until I moved to Atlanta that I realized how much policy plays such a role in the healthy habits and lifestyles of those around them. Mm. I'm fortunate that I live in Atlanta, but, you know, they'll tell you the most important number when it comes to your health is your zip code in Mm. the United States is your zip code. And I think when you move from a place like the Bay Area, that's one of the healthiest places in the United States where they really do provide access to fresh food and fresh water and places to walk. And there are even a lot of policies put in place to help people become, to live a healthier lifestyle. It's hard to move here where that's just not really a focus, you know? Um, And I enjoy being here, but I just don't know. Like if both of my kids go to school out west I could totally see myself like renting my house out and <laughs> maybe moving back to the bay who knows but um it's interesting cuz you can so make an amazing life for yourself in Atlanta and it is sweet mm. and it's wonderful and you know you I mean you know what Atlanta yeah. is right? like but I do have a hard time you know when I'm want to eat like super good food you know <laughs> and even though you have nice restaurants and everything here there's just, there's a lot of policy and a lot of politics that sometimes makes it hard to stomach in ways that I, I think I recognize that I'm getting older and mm. that my kids are, are getting older.
0: Does that make sense? It does. And I, th- I remember I went to the seminar at Georgia State on healthy cities and, and there was this rating system. And one of the rankings was, is there a farmer's market? Mm-hmm. There's some neighborhoods where you only have your fast food joints and you don't yeah. have a, you know, even a grocery store. So you right, that right, um, that makes such a difference. Well, it, I mean, it's so great meeting you and working with you in Atlanta. I miss Atlanta and I miss being closer to you, but I love that we've stayed in touch through through exercise and hopefully we'll be back to visit sometime soon now that things are opening up again.
1: Yes, yes. It's always a pleasure to see you when you get here. I loved it when you come in. You're like, what are you doing this um, this weekend? I'll be in town. So thank you for keeping in touch. That's really
0: Well, I mean, and your community is so robust that I can, you know, parachute in for a weekend here and there and feel like I'm a part of it. (laughs) You are. Well, thanks, Saida. I really appreciate it. Take care and hope to see you soon.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Jill. You have a great day.
0: You can find out more about Saida at loveyouhealthy.com. That's L-O-V-E-Y-O-U-H-E-A-L-T-H-Y.com. You'll see links there to her social media feeds, Love You Healthy, on Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn. You can sign up for her newsletter to get healthy eating tips, fitness tips, and information about some great classes. So thanks for joining us again, Saida. Look forward to seeing you all in her community.